know your time is valuable. Thank you for holding. Someone will be with you as soon as possible. What did we think of this movie? I'm giving this movie a B minus. What? Odin reminds me of a Haitian father. <laughs> <laughs> this is. It feels like the comic brought to live screen. <laughs> Who's gonna stop you? It's Odin. <laughs> this is. If this is the story they are going for, can we buy a cheap table so I can flip it? <laughs> yeah, like, we will not have it, dog. Hi, right, everybody. We got a curfew. By nine o'clock, you're Odin. Oh, Dang, can you edit that out? And now. This is. Marvelous Friends. Marvelous Friends. Welcome to the Marvelous Friends podcast. You are now listening to Marvelous Friends. As you know, we've been watching a lot of Daredevil, uh, Daredevil on Netflix season one. We've uh, talked a lot about Daredevil and the Spider-Man crossover on the Spider-Man animated series. For those of us who have, uh, for those of you who've listened to our Daredevil season one review, um, at the end of every season of any show we watch, we always talk about letter grades, right? And we felt very good about the Spider-Man, about Spider-Man. We felt very good about the Daredevil season one, and we graded it very high, all but one of us, okay? And at least I'm looking at you the way you're side-eyeing Rinaldi, because uh, Rinaldi, you gave it a very, very questionable grade, and we didn't have time to get into all the reasons why. So in this episode, we wanted to talk more about Daredevil season two because we started watching it. But before we get into that, we got we got to see if we could tie up some loose ends from season one, and so uh, Rinaldi, this is uh, this is the people versus Rinaldi. Um, Part what four? <laughs> You're used to it by now, Rinaldi. Um, what, tell tell us, okay, you what grade did you give it? We gave it a very high grade in the A's, right? Yeah. Um, what did you grade Daredevil season one? I gave it a B plus. <laughs> for the record. Yeah, for the record. <laughs> like how you lean into the microphone. I gave it a B plus. I felt like I'm on trial, so I lean in just like on the on when they televise a trial. That's TV. it. Yeah. Uh, for the record, state your name. <laughs> well, it's um, appropriate. We're talking about Daredevil, right? We He's are, a lawyer. Yeah, it's very appropriate. He's an attorney, so. This is true. So, Rinaldi, you gave it, uh, sorry, what was that again? B plus? B plus. B plus. And, you know, to our listeners, you might think that that's a very high grade. However, if you've seen season one. We would disagree with that, but there might be people out there who agree. So, Rinaldi, uh, you said that you had some beef with Matt in the past, in the last three episodes of season, season one, but there's more to why you gave it a B plus and not an A minus A, A plus. So, do you want to walk us through your issues with season one of Daredevil? Yeah, I think for me, uh, just to start off the bat, I've, I've watched this season three times. And each of those times, they gave it an A minus. Okay. But this recent time, the fourth time, the replay value it just wasn't there. It, okay. It, it wasn't there, and it and it slipped into a B plus. Okay. And so that's slipped. it slipped. It just especially with Matt. So I'm gonna just read through it, and then like as a like a bullet points, mm-hmm. and then once I'm done, you can object and. I complain and yeah, it's basically like a court case, basically. This is, uh, yeah, which, you know, appropriate. The people, the people Daredevil's an attorney. Um, so here are the bullet points. So, uh, Matt's behavior is too abrupt a turn from his normally confident and charismatic demeanor. 
do not like the way he treats Karen and Foggy <laughs> during these three episodes. That sounds more like instructions to yourself as um, opposed to <laughs> do not like Matt when he. Does well, this. I'm just it, jotting. I'm sorry, yeah, no, I know how you um, do. A whole friendship breakup episode that plays like a marriage, but Foggy only has half a season of character development, which makes this episode difficult to sit through. Okay. Melodrama between our trio of protagonists that is slow, repetitive, mm. and circular with no progression in the story. Too much suspension of disbelief with Yurik and Wesley, but uh, this is a nitpick. But still, it was hard to sit through. Yurik is used as a plot device to bring the trio together. A little cliche to me. Hmm. episodes are disjointed with conversations that don't really have anything to do with each other. The final episode is poorly written and shot. The daredevil kingpin fight is poorly shot and choreographed, which is a huge departure from the earlier fights during the season, which were choreographed in a clear, crisp, and detailed manner. This failure shouldn't be excused because it's the ending of the season. Shall we deliberate? To your point, Rinaldi, I agree with you about the final fight. I'll start with that. The final fight, nowhere near as good as the hallway fight or any fight that we've seen that has been clear, one shot, well choreographed. No excuse to that. I will throw this in there. I'm starting to think that Vincent D'Onofrio is not the best when it comes to any choreographed fights. Um, I'm starting to see, just watching his performance, uh, when it comes to fighting, we we don't see his fists connecting to people's faces like that. Yeah. The camera cuts away quite a bit. So I'm thinking it's in his acting. Yeah, whenever he like slams his fists on people's chests or whatever, or... Takes their head against something. Yeah, it's it, the camera cuts away. So I think there's... There's something in the acting that took away from the final fight. Not an excuse. Yeah, no, I get that. I I was just thinking, like, I wish they had did this fight somewhere else in a more confined space. Hmm. Um, But, I mean, that's neither here nor there. I I get your point, though. Sure. It makes sense. Uh, And I think future seasons, future projects that this character is going to be in, they'll keep that in mind. Sure. Because okay. I think that's a good point. Yeah. So with all the other things you said, you talked about you talked about Ben Yurick a little bit, and then you brought up Wesley. What else did you mention? Yeah, I think for them it was like I have to suspend my disbelief and and I think that's more of a nitpick. I think I could have scratched this from my list and given an A minus, but at the same time I have to be honest with how I feel. Sure. And just watching Karen trick Ben Yurick to go all the way to this nursing home just to set up her storyline in season two was just it was just hard to watch for me because i really like that character and he was so clever and so smart Mm. and he fell for something so stupid do you do you you (laughs) think that this is in line though with karen's character oh no her trying to do that yeah that made sense it was yurik falling for it just it was just hard for me to stomach because he's smart or it's just the the whole scene of events was just hard. I think it was more 
the fact that he's just quick to he's just very observant and quick to pick up on small details. Mm. So the fact that he didn't figure that out until they got all the way there was just I, yeah, I just I just don't just know what what would be there for him to pick up. You know what I mean? Like you you're the talking about the fact that they drove 8 hours <laughs> they were in the car for hours true but so so the tr- what trick was he supposed to pick up on though because that that trick is is covered two times i th- i don't know i just i think just hey you're hiding something you're not being honest with me you're not being sincere like right this isn't about my wife like well i don't there's no i honestly if you watch that scene again there's no way for him to know that I just, I just don't. I think, buy it. I think the furthest he's going to assume is that it is about his wife. That's the furthest he can assume, because this, because how could he assume that there's something else going on when the whole conversation prior to that he's talking about his wife? I, I just think the fact that she just brought this up out of nowhere, all of a sudden, like, hey, like I think I know a place that you're. It just, it, like, it didn't ring true for me because, yeah, throughout the whole season, he's like you know, giving her these little tidbits of advice. He even figured out that the man in black is connected to boxing just from one comment, just one comment that Matt made. Right. In, in the costume. moment. In the moment. Yeah. I just, I it, just, I don't know. I have a hard I, time. I, I get your point. It's just, it was just hard to sit through. Like it was just hard to sit in the, in, through that whole scene knowing that he got, he drove for hours to, this he, place that part is and okay he's gonna die because of that because he right he didn't it just i don't know it just that's not on him though like if he's driving for hours okay great suspicions are raised but i then when they I, got there right and the place was like a upper class facility it was uh-huh. like okay this is make no sense I'm a journalist. We don't make this kind of money. What's up? Right. But so, again, the previous conversation is only about his mom that they had. That was the only conversation they had no, no, prior you mean, to that. You mean the his wife. wife. You said Wait, mom. Oh, Yurik has oh my a gosh. sick I'm wife. confusing people. I'm confusing yeah, people because yeah, yeah, yeah. they meet Kingpin's mom. Um, yeah. Yeah, his wife. That was the only conversation they had prior to that. And so, if she says, I want to show you something... And he's not, and she's not clear about that. Then they drive hours to this home or whatever. He's like, okay, Karen probably has a connection or whatever. And then yeah, even in that, because he, he says he did say, yo, this looks a little bit like expensive. expensive. Yeah, he says that's that. why I just said that. And then she was like, oh seconds. well, let's just look around. And then let's that's just look around. But, that, but again, he's a journalist. Like journalists don't make that money, so he's not going to be able to afford well this then, place. But then, but then Karen said, let's at least look around. No one is saying anything about like, oh, this is the place you should bring your wife. But I just, I couldn't, I, I couldn't watch this. I can't watch this. Like, I, I, so like I'm just saying just that scene point, bothered me. That, at what point? At what point is he supposed to just think like, oh, this isn't about my wife? I don't know. When I first watched it, I'll go back to the first time I watched this. Okay. I didn't like the scene, but I'm like, all right, I'll let it slide. Okay. A minus. Yeah. That was the first time, but that was years ago. Watching it again, it's just like it just—it's just more frustrating because you know where it leads. You know he's gonna die because of this, right? This reason, you know. So it was just—it was just frustrating for me to watch, like just to to sit here and be like, all right, I'll suspend my disbelief 
that in the moment he was emotional, he wasn't thinking clearly, and he just let Karen. Even if he was thinking clearly, like how is he supposed? How is what is supposed to hint to him that this isn't about his? She's wife? not being forthcoming. They're driving hours. They get to the place. It's like ritzy. He can't afford that place. So what's the point of going? Like, why would I go to a five star restaurant? I work for Amazon. I'm not. I'm not even <laughs> going to waste my time. But if some going to a five star restaurant, unless someone definitively tells me, "Bro, I got you. I'll pay for it." But, but definitively, because other about, than that, I'm wasting my time. But what about the idea, the conversation about putting her in a home that will take care of her? But the whole thing is him trying to afford it. That's the whole struggle, the whole storyline. Like, well, it's either he affords it or puts it, or puts her in a place that will take care of her, and that was the angle Karen was working from. Yeah, but he, but the his boss slash friend was like, "Hey, why don't you switch to another department? You'll get a pay bump and get better insurance benefits." So, sure, the whole storyline is him trying to figure out the cost of caring for his wife. Yeah. Because he doesn't work, his job doesn't pay enough. Uh huh. That's the whole thing. So yeah. when Karen says, Oh, don't worry, I have something to show you, while he's talking about his wife, what I'm confused about is are you guys saying at that moment his mind was on Karen having something to show him that's, or was it specifically the wife? So, so. Because if it's specifically it's series, the wife, it's a series of things. I don't understand why she's being secretive about a, the wife. It's a series of things. Look, if if Karen just flat out said, "I have a place that I want to show you that you could take your wife," Ben is flat out going to say no, just flat out. Yeah, so she has so, to kind of. So lead she him has along. to be secretive, right? Yeah, she, that's just Karen. She's secretive about everything. Yeah, if she flat out says that, then he's not coming. So she's like, "I have something to show you. Come with me. Trust me. Do you trust me? Come with me." Then they drive hours out. The whole time I'm wondering, I'm thinking like Ben's thinking, where is she taking me? I have no idea. This is clearly about my wife, right? Yeah. Because that's what they literally just talked about. And so they, she, she takes him to this place. He looks around. How in the world am I going to be able to afford this? She goes, let's just keep looking. Again, whole time. Yeah, he's that was hard. I think the first time I watched this show, yeah, I let that slide. But watching but, it now. But again, that Sorry. was hard for me to stomach. Yeah. I'm just telling you what... Because you what, know where it's going to go. Yeah. But even the first time I watched it, not knowing anything, yeah. I was like, this is this is weird. This is... I felt uncomfortable. Because yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. This, this doesn't track with mm-hmm. how you were behaving earlier in the season. Like, you were very, very... I don't know. It, it just... It made me feel uncomfortable. But... That that I don't want to keep going with because this kind of leads into some other points, but uh-huh. that that's just kind of how I felt during you, that do, that do sequence. You, like it felt weird. It's like, man, this guy is so observant, so sharp, mm-hmm. so carefully about details, mm-hmm. and the minute he walks into a place, he knows he cannot afford mm-hmm. with someone that works for a law firm that is broke. <laughs> Right, and he doesn't even make an argument. Like, let's go home. Let's leave. Let's forget this is stupid. And like, he just kind of says, "Okay." Like, it was just hard then, and then, and then that's why he died. And it's just like, ah, oh, man, I can't do so this. So it sounds like you're more upset as to where it leads, not so much if it was out of character or not. That's what I feel like I, I'm hearing from you. I think it was. I think they they work hand in hand for me. They 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 work together. Because I feel like if it went somewhere that 
if it went somewhere where I felt like, okay, I didn't like his behavior, but at least it went somewhere where it was like, okay, like, I think Kingpin killing him was interesting in the moment, but it felt, it felt kind of cheap. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, it was like, oh, this was, this was so cool. Like he killed him. But then once that scene ends, you're like, wait, oh shoot. They ki- wait, what? Ah, dang it. Now what? Like, it's not like those scenes where, like, like for example, like when um, Tony Stark died. Okay. That was like a shocking moment, but then it was like it opened up all of these possibilities uh-huh. because it's like now who's gonna step up and sure. inspire everyone? Like it was like your your mind was open to all these possibilities. It wasn't just the moment being shocking, but I feel like with this, it was just like oh, so now what? <laughs> it's like oh great. Well, I don't, I don't need, I don't what? think, I don't think something like that needs to lead somewhere. Like him dying, need, it, I don't think it needs to lead somewhere or somebody need. It, it doesn't need to be a vacuum. I think him. If we're talking about the scene where Kingpin and Ben are talking and they have that confrontation, you have that tense moment and that mutual respect, but also like you went to my mother. That whole thing, I think that that was supposed to demonstrate one the boundaries of Kingpin and two, the consequences of Karen just going, just bypassing any sort of rules and just acting on her own. I think that's what that was supposed to demonstrate because that scene was hard to watch because you know, Ben had no intentions of being there. He only died because of Karen. Right? So that whole thing, the, everything yeah, you mentioned. Yeah. Every- but I think you're talking about the moment. Cause then it's like, so now what? He's he's dead. So then, what what does that really accomplish? Because in the next episode, Kingpin is in jail. So all it did was just bring them together. Like it cut all the melodrama between them. All I, the I don't, I think, all the not no, avoiding I each other. With that I disagree so with that. So why did they come together and drop all? Well, that their was, I think that's conflicts. one thing. If you're talking about what it accomplishes, that's one thing it accomplishes. Yeah, but that's just one more thing. That's a series of Karen leaving breadcrumbs. Because again, we still haven't tied the loose end with Wesley. That's still up in the air. Yeah, and that's another thing. Like in the moment, it was entertaining, but then I sat back and sat back with it and realized, wait a minute, this is like, well, that one I'm willing to suspend my disbelief because Vanessa was sick and that was his friend. So I'm willing to suspend my disbelief with him, with Wesley. Yeah. Okay. Because. But I don't know. It was kind of hard. Suspend your disbelief on what exactly? Like why him he would just leave? going by himself? Okay, not but even. That's not what I'm talking about with Wesley, though. I'm talking about Karen's breadcrumbs. She's leaving behind. But to get those breadcrumbs, these characters had to make these decisions. Like sure, but without again, these decisions, there's no breadcrumbs. But again, we're we're talking about what Ben's death accomplishes, right? And one of the things it accomplishes is the three guys coming together as well as the breadcrumbs that Karen is leaving behind. Of like her decisions? All the decisions she's making, she's leaving breadcrumbs and it's going to affect Matt and or Foggy. Yeah. And it's going to come back on her later on. Yeah, when it's it like comes to, set up for future seasons. It's all set up for future seasons. And so if you're... I, I just, I feel like I'm on the opposite end of where you are with Jessica Jones because you didn't like the setups. And I don't, I don't really like these setups because we had to sacrifice two interesting characters. And I know we have to set this stuff up. I get it. Yeah. 
but it was just again it was just hard for me to um to stomach as a viewer, like, dang, we got to give I mean, two it is, good it's characters to, be hard to stomach to that's set. A, I think up. that's the point, right? Y- yeah, but the but even like if something's hard to stomach, if a character you like dies, I don't know. It feels it feels it should feel like it's worth it. Like I don't feel like it was. I have to suspend my disbelief. I think, I think that every was the whole scene. point. No, I think that's I the whole point. I shouldn't have deaths. to my, suspend my disbelief to get to the death though. Like the death should happen, yeah, without suspension of disbelief. I, okay, and then I, it should I, set I, up I see, story. I see arcs. how you're thinking about this. Yeah, yeah, it should set up story arcs that, like, I don't know, are more compelling. Because I'm not really a big Karen fan. Like, she has some good scenes, but to me, she's not particularly consistent. Like, every good scene she has, she has a bad scene. Like for me, and then right, yeah, I don't know how everybody. So I think Fergie don't even like her at all. So it's kind of like Karen or. Karen, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, it's like, yeah, you're doing all this work for a character that I think is like okay at best, like a a C. Okay. And Fergie's an F. (laughs) It's like all this work. I don't know. I just, I still don't. I, I I mean, I hear what you're saying, but at the same time, I, I don't really think I agree. And if they don't, if they didn't do it that way, what would be your solution? Because the thing is, is that people, people that we like die in shows or movies all the time but i don't think that should decrease the grade but you were talking about you don't think it's believable so then how would you get to this conclusion without his death like what would be believable because i don't know i still don't i don't know i guess i still don't see how it justifies a grade drop I think I think what's happening. Well, here, also the ending. We talked about the end. Yeah, fight. I guess it's that, a comedy. The end I mean, fight, yes, okay. it's a yeah, cumulative fine. thing. I, I I see what you're saying. It's just my only thing is I feel like if we're just talking about the Ben, um, the whole thing, that whole let, let's call it a sequence, yeah, the, a story, an arc. Let's call it that, right? Yeah. Um, if we're talking about just that that situation and just like the suspension of disbelief, I feel like you're treating these scenes the way you treated Thanos when he was on Titan. When he should have predicted everything. Well, I think with Thanos, that was just me being like, oh, I like these villains more than these other villains. So, because you were talking about how Thanos leads from the front. I like the schemers more than the lead from the front. Right. But what you're, but, but see, uh, but I just want to go back to the argument of that. But also to be clear about that, if he's the big bad and he's that vulnerable, it kind of makes it hard to be intimidated by him. And I almost feel like Endgame was a way to, to fix that because they basically had another Thanos right from some other timeline as a, for me, it, it almost like fixed him almost losing to star Lord. Like if star Lord was waited five more seconds, he would have lost mm-hmm. and that's your big bad. So it was just like, uh, well, well, yes and no. Um, we're not going to talk about how Marvel likes to depower characters. We're not okay. going to get into there. What I'm, what I'm addressing is I felt like Ben was depowered. <laughs> okay, so in that scene, it was just so. But, but what I'm getting at is the argument was he should have Thanos should have got to Titan expecting everything. Where if you look at the story in Infinity War, there is no way he's going to expect that. There's no way you can't anticipate things like that. But because you're watching this as the viewer, you already know half the Avengers is already on Titan, so you know they have a plan. Yeah, but but Titan, but, 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 but people, but the that. Guardians opposed him. So opposed 
Thanos. They attempted. Now they failed, but they attempted to stop him. Right. So, so it's, I'm not. I'm not operating as an audience member. I'm operating as someone that that see that's looking at things from Thanos' perspective. A bunch of people that my daughter rounded up to stop me. Mm-hmm. If they stop me, who else is trying to stop me? Like it's like, why would you assume? But, but, but that's they're not what the, the only argument was. Op- that's not what the argument was. It wasn't that during, was my argument. No, your argument was when he got to Titan, he should have had a plan and and anticipated because an because other people opposed him before Titan. Like other who? people, Thor, Loki, the Guardians, like um, Xandar, like other forces. Do you, do you think? Do you think him coming to Thor? Do you think Thanos already knew that other people were there? No. What I'm saying is, is if if because I think he did. You think he knew Thor was on the ship? Yes. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, I think basically what I'm, I think with the whole Thanos thing, that was more about. I don't know if this villain is particularly intimidating because he kind of got outsmarted, so they had to bring in another Thanos in Endgame to kind of like sure remind people like me, yo, this dude's serious. Sure, but but don't, again, let's... so but I think with Ben, it was more okay. I'll give you the drive to the facility. Fine. Okay. Hey, let's see what happens. But then you get there and it's clearly above your pay grade. So the only thing I'm addressing is the initial arrival on on Titan and how we were talking about that, how he should have anticipated for everything. Never mind how Marvel tried to clean it up. Well, I'm not saying anticipate everything, like predict everything. I think because I, I think you're kind of misrepresenting what my argument was. What was your argument? It was because you had these other people oppose you. Right. Even though they failed, they failed miserably. Right. You should. You should. It, it's. You should. At least be open to the idea that, hey, some other people might oppose you. Right. Some other people might be following you. Right. Except two things. One, the people who opposed him, he knew that they were there. That's why it was him and other people. Right? Yeah. He he didn't arrive and face Thor by himself. He had his whole crew. Right? And then on Earth, he sent enough people to, to get what needs to be done on Earth. And then the rendezvous was in Titan. With um, what's his Ebenema. name? Squidward. Abinima. Um, um, yeah, but then he said during the Titan fight, "I know you, Tony Stark. I know that you're a man cursed with knowledge. So if he knows Tony Stark, Tony Stark is not just gonna sit around and twiddle his thumbs. Like, but, but if 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 the Hulk was transported somewhere far away." If the Guardians are coming out of nowhere. No, so I, you think no. he knew the Guardians were there the whole yes, time? Yes. Yes. One thought. Not not the specific people. He knows there's more than one person. But then if you know that there are people opposing you, why would you just assume that's why that's where it just there was a disconnect for me. Because if because you know their opposition, you know, because even Xandar, he, all of you, Xandar. How would you how would you expect that? The rendezvous in Titan is going to leak, knowing that you trust this guy. 
Because all that, of that's like that's almost like saying that Thanos should have expected Spider Man to get on the ship. Not Spider Man, but if all of Xandar, so you don't think Xandar sent out a, a distress signal? You don't think the Asgardians on the ship sent out a distress signal? You just think, oh, well, because I defeated them, that's it. Like I just, I just don't, uh, I just don't buy that. Why, well, why not? Yeah, go ahead. Because I think if you have multiple forces at every turn, every step of your plan, opposition, opposition, why would you assume that at one of those steps is that doesn't make sense? Well, like there's a pattern. Well, every time you get a stone, mm-hmm. opposition. All right. Well, opposition. Here, well, well, here's what I have to say about that is even if he did know, which, you know, I think we were in agreement that he knew, you can still be like, okay, I know what I'm about to face, but. Maybe, maybe you think, okay, I'm about to, I'm about to hit them with these stones again. They ain't going to touch me, but they didn't consider that the other team had a better plan. Sometimes you can plan and you're just like, oh, snap, they're better than me. I'm outnumbered. It's like that sometimes. So then how, why am I going to be intimidated by him? Big bad. Well, look how much it. Because it's halfway through the movie. Look how much it. It's not even, it'd be, it'd be, (laughs) it would would make sense if it was the third act. Bro, he doesn't know it's halfway through the movie. No, but but I do. And I'm grading the movie. I'm criticizing Listen, the movie. That's where it started. Right. Okay. And he disagreed with my criticism. But but here's what I'm saying. But do you see what they had to do just to get... They had to literally jump him. So oh. how is... But that's what I'm saying. But you're like, oh, well, he's the big bad. I'm like, yeah, they and they know he's the big bad, which is why they came with like 15 people deep. And you saw Spider-Man like kick to the leg, kick to the leg. They had to do mad stuff just to get him to bend on one knee. They know he's the big bad. I don't, I'm not, I don't. But a whole whole choreographed fight just so he can get one cut. No, but that was before Star-Lord. If Star-Lord was waited for five seconds, they would have won. They would have won. won. So so how is he intimidating? How is he a threat? He was intimidating. So hang on, the argument... The argument is not whether or not he's intimidating. That's not the argument we're making we're losing here. losing it. <laughs> yeah. We're not making that argument. But that's why I had a problem with the scene. Okay. But, but here's the thing. My issue was I wanna, with I wanna the comment, scene. I want to comment on every time he goes, anytime he arrives at a planet or wherever where he's about to arrive, where he's about to uh, uh, confiscate a stone, he's met with opposition, right? Yes. So if he sends Ebony Maw and whoever else down to Earth to get the stone, where's the opposition? I mean, where's the opposition? There's no opposition the there. Opposition? There's no opposition there. But on you, Earth, there was opposition. No, what I'm saying is, if it, based on his assumption, Ebony Ma handles it, handles opposition. Right. So the Earth wouldn't have an opposition. But he doesn't know who else knows about these stones. He doesn't know According, what other but, planets. But just like you said, he's, he he quotes Tony Stark. Does he know? Oh, he doesn't quote Tony Stark. He tells Tony Stark, "I know you, and I know the Avengers." He knows the Avengers. Yeah. If if he sends Ebony Maw and his crew to Earth to get the Infinity Stone, the Avengers are there. He's antip- he's anticipating at least that on Earth. He's not anticipating to that that same fight. To come to Titan, because that's where the Infinity Stone is. Yeah, but if that's Thanos why he himself, lost. No, if Thanos himself came to Earth, where would the opposition be? On Earth, right? Yeah. The opposition doesn't leave where the stone exists. But why is he so fixated on Earth if he had to attack a completely separate planet to get the Power Stone? So you don't know who or what 
is wants to prevent these stones. What do you mean? You know? What do you mean? So fixate. He had to. Earth? He had to attack Xandar. That has nothing to do with Earth or okay. the Avengers. Yep. To get the Power Stone. So okay. how do you know if there's not another planet that wants to prevent the same thing from happening, or other people, or other alien beings, so, or whatever? So based on that presumption, should he then explore all the planets that exist in all the universe to see? No, if but he doing he this? saw Doctor Strange sitting there, and they were having a little chat, and it's just like. What? That's you just gonna have a little chit chat with Doctor Strange? Yeah. Do you know like the, the first thing he says? What? It turns out Ebony Maw lost. So why? Are you, why is he so comfortable with that? Because he thinks he's, he's just strange. He's the big bad, right? But again, it's like if you if your whole point was, hey, Ebony Maw handles everything. He gets it done. Then if he's not, uh, that's not my point. That okay? Not that, not that he gets it done. That the expectation was he gets it done. Wait, why are we on Thanos? Like, yeah. I literally to, just I literally just said, to, he was trying, trying to bring no, no, you get, to a point, but yes, then you but we went on. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Variables, and it's just like this is not even well where, because what the reason I, they weren't variables. It's what I want. This is my grade. This sure. is based on my expectations. Sure. So you on, can't argue against my expectations. On, right. but, but That's not fair. On, no, no, I know, but this is based. So on, I have expectations for Thanos, and I have expectations for your. But this is but this is based on Thanos expecting something that there's no way he can expect and that's what it's based on it really no, is if you look but, at the story but, but, but no but it's based on the fact that i expect the big bad to create problems throughout the whole film and halfway through the film if star lord held it together for five seconds the problems would have ceased okay so then how does that help me value this character if he doesn't present what I want from the film, if I'm looking for a film where the big bad p- creates problems through the whole film, and the only way that happens is because a man lacks maturity, how does that help me? If I have that expectation of like, like I don't get it, I, I don't get how that helps me. Because you're saying, oh, that shouldn't be a problem because, and you're introducing all these facts within the story. But that has nothing to do with my expectation for Thanos. Like, my expectation was throughout the whole film, this man would be a problem. Mm-hmm. And it would rest on his actions, his merit. Mm-hmm. Not, oh, I have zero maturity, therefore Thanos wins. Like, that. that's just weird to me. Okay. That's that just part, really that, unusual. That, see, that part I get, but I, fe- I still feel like in the example that I'm trying to present, we're talking about two different things. Okay. We are to. We're not talking about uh, whether or not Thanos is vulnerable or powerful. We're not talking about any of that. Okay. We're talking about what he should have expected going into Titan. That's what we're talking about. We're not talking about you know what ended up happening and and how he lost and it's on the merit of somebody else. We're not talking about any of that. Well, we it's, we saw him talking to Doctor Strange. We did, yes, but the ex- the expectation is, oh, he should have expected there be a whole list of people there waiting for him or something, some sort of ambush. Yeah. Which which I don't think that's a fair assumption. I don't. I don't because if so far so good, right? Thanos' plan is working. So why should he expect there to be an ambush on Titan where only one person knows that he's there? Because every time he gets a stone, there's opposition. On Earth. Everywhere. Xandar, the Asgardian no, ship. No, no, no. Be- uh, the the Grandmasters. I'm just describing the movie. Okay, so we, okay. He was in four different locations. Yeah. And each separate location, 
opposition. That's just what where happened in the movie. The, where was the stone? Where was the stone? The stone, the stone, which stone? The, the time stone. Where was it? The time, what? Yeah, where was the time stone? It was stone? on Doctor Strange's necklace thingy. Where? Location, where? On on Earth. On Earth. Everywhere the stone is, the opposition is there. And the opposition is typically handled, right? Yeah. So what is Thanos supposed to expect when he arrives at Titan? Well, I mean, once Ebony... What is he supposed to expect? Ebony Ma. That's it. But he's not there. <laughs> so what? where is the alarm bell? He that doesn't sick. make sense. If I if I'm gonna meet you, I'm like, yo, let's meet at the bowling well, alley at six. Well, and you're not there at six. Well, Rob, and I know that you're a very punctual person. But I'm Rob, gonna be like, yo, it's six oh one. What's up? But Rob just covered that. He when he sees Doctor Strange or whoever it was, yeah. you said that. Doctor Strange is not Ebony Ma. No, 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 no. <laughs> but listen, no. But the line I'm saying that he quoted, mm-hmm. he said, "It seems Ebony Ma lost." That's that was Why that's are the you alarm so bell. Comfortable. That's the. Because it's well, just supposed because to freak out as a big bad. Not freak out, but Should it be like, like, oh my gosh, Doctor Strange. Who is this man with this time phone necklace? I'm not saying freak out, but he, he's just like, oh, he lost. Like, my, what? My, my point is, so, my, this mm, you spent. No, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, how is a big bad supposed to act then? He was concerned. Maybe but that's how he shows concern. I I just I feel like we just disagree. Like, how is he's <laughs> so far up until Bro. that point in the movie, he's he's shown nothing but dominance. In that moment, is he supposed to start like being concerned and like what happened? Yeah, that's not Ebony Ma. That's Doctor Strange. But this is also Thanos saying that. It's out of character for him to start being concerned. But again, it's not about but if 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 you if you have someone that's reliable, right? Ebony Ma. We've seen him conquer Is there all this. A point in the movie where he says casualties of war. No, but every but in all the flashbacks, we see Ebony Ma just casually read from his little or his little speech, and the planet is conquered. Boom, like that. So that's what Gamora said. He said every time he comes into a world, he con- kills half the people. He did it to my world. Okay. Like so again, oh. again, not the argument, not the argument, because he's looking for the time stone. So Ebony what, where's, Ebony what's that there. do with Ben? You're, okay. I'm getting there. Right. I'm getting there. Ebony Ma's not there. Doctor Strange is there. Thanos knows Doctor Strange has a time stone. He know, we know that for sure. Yeah. Because as he's fighting, he goes, cheap tricks, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Right? So we know that. But we're talking about the expectation, what we expect out of a character in a moment that is like, how can we expect that out of a character when we ourselves in that situation probably wouldn't anticipate that? Same thing with Ben. Right, Ben gets in the car with Karen, and this is after a conversation she has about um, about his wife and and putting her in a place where she's safe. That's all he wants to do: take care of her. Right. So Karen's like, "Come with me, come with me." And he goes, "Where are you taking me? Just come with me. Do you trust me? Come with me." She drives for however long, mm-hmm. goes to this place. He even says, "I cannot afford this place," and she's like, "Let's just keep looking." What is he supposed to assume there? What is he supposed to assume? But what's the point of looking if you can't afford the place? This is Karen leading the way. The, but maybe, what is the, maybe what's the purpose? He tr- maybe well, listen, understand the purpose. Listen, so after he said that, and she was like, well, let's keep looking. You could. Hmm. He kind of had kind of like a, okay, like, all right, let me see what this what this girl going to show me. <laughs> like, So he was like, in his mind, he, he was already seeing the difficulty. I don't got the bread. But because she insisted, 
he's just like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to, I'm going to entertain her. You know what I mean? But he didn't, he, he just trusted her. He didn't think, oh, this is actually a secret like thing. And now we, we're going to talk to Wilson Fisk's mom. Like he didn't, but, but he didn't also, think about that. But if you take that. that off the table, then what's the point of going to a place you can't afford? It's a Me? waste of time. Well, As what, a what, broke millennial, we'll go on Zillow and look at million dollar houses because it's something to do. Is or that Ben Garrick? No, like, no, 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 no. Well, but not about about Ben Garrick. But I'm curious. Okay, He's right. a journalist. He's curious. Yeah, He's going to well, investigate. He's going to okay, look around. Okay, well, Ben's not on Zillow. But, you know, I mean, so, you know, loosely related, but yeah you know but it's not so much that he's just like biding time but he's you but, but also he's not like you if he can't afford something he's not going to completely shut it down either right like you so you never you never went into a situation with a, a little bit of doubt but you had a little bit of hope at the same time you never in your entire life been like a little bit doubtful like yo this looks a little iffy I mean, but let yeah, me try sure. and explore exactly that's it I that's have it? one question. I'm but glad you bring that up. That's, that's not how point. Ben Yurick was throughout the season, though. But he's human, and uh, ben, as a matter of fact, it's not that much out of character for Ben. Wait, he's, wait, wait. What do you mean? Wait, wait, wait. Wait a minute. You said it's not. And then, that's not and wait, wait, wait. You said that's not Ben's character throughout the season. Yeah, he's not. He just, does express that though. But he doesn't. What? Express a little what? bit of doubt with a little bit of hope. He does have that in this season. All throughout, even to even try to pursue the story, he was like, "Yo, back up, girl. I don't know." But then, with what the story he do? with his wife, he does right. express. But that. then, at some point, he was like, "You know what? I'm about to get on the desktop right now. But, I'm but start typing." Then, you know what I mean? Like, but but that's and then we're not even be... at the point. The other thing I had is the repetitive conversations because well, we agree on that. <laughs> no, but this is where it connects because uh-huh. she finds out about they find out about Fist's mom. Okay, and Ben dismisses it. Matt dismisses it. Foggy dismisses it. And they say the same thing. Well, Fisk can just say, oh, I was embarrassed about sharing this personal story about my mom. That's why I lied about it. All three men say this. Like, she talks to Foggy at the bar, Matt at his house, and then Yurk at the end. When they walk back to the car, mm-hmm. he dismisses it. And then <laughs> when she follows up with him the next day, dismisses it. And I'm like, Dad, we have four conversations about this bombshell clue mm-hmm. about wilson fisk and all three men dismiss it so it's just like dang what, what, what was the point to, what, what exactly were they what supposed the, to do i don't know based on what you guys are arguing they should have been like whoa this is a breakthrough we have we have a smoking gun how, and That's how much wait, what, wait, wait 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 okay. i'm trying to i'm trying to follow your 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 thing here <laughs> so because we were just talking about ben and and now we're, we're talking about okay the discovery that they've that she actually talked to Wilson Fisk's mom. Yeah. And then, then she goes and tells the guys this, right? They, yeah. You know, uh, you know, I, I talked to... And what does she say about it? She says, I talked about to Wilson Fisk's mother. He concealed her record by paying off, um, I guess, all the, you know, different uh, record-keeping departments within the government. Mm-hmm. But... Because she remarried under a different name, her name was in the county clerk's office. Mm-hmm. So she was able to use that to track her down. So now mm-hmm. that we have that, we can prove that Fisk is lying. That he lied about his, 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 his family history. That will allow the authorities to investigate him. That was her plan. Okay. And you're saying that she communicated that to them? Yeah, all three. And what, and, and what exactly did they say? 
They said, oh, well, Fisk could just say he lied because he was embarrassed about his family history. That's not going to prove or solve anything. And they're they not, all and, said that. And they're not wrong because Karen's Karen's plan is, like, what kind of paperwork and proof does she have to prove this? I mean, just the, the paper from the county clerk. That's it. And then her it, word. Yeah, that's that's not enough. And she's, you know, a woman that probably has some dementia. Sure. Some dementia. Most likely. I mean, um, possibly. I yeah. mean, she definitely no, she is does, an old she woman. Has, yes, she has dementia. So, but the thing is, is that, like, even with that plan... Without hard, concrete proof, it's like, how do they chase that if things have yeah, been deleted? Yeah, but they, they, that's what I'm saying. And so, but I had to hear this four times. Well, that's okay. just Karen being persistent then. Sure. And that's not entertaining. Tell- <laughs> that's repetitive <laughs> Wait, that's and not- boring. That's, that's what? That's the story though. But again, this is based on my enjoyment of the story. <laughs> it's just like, and it doesn't help. Again, I, it just, I like I saw this. This is the fourth time. I, I think the first time I was like, ah, it's, you know, this makes sense because it's going to lead us to Kingpin getting arrested. But uh-huh. when you watch it a fourth time, it just, I don't know, it just gets, I was like half asleep during these last three episodes. Yeah, yeah, the dialogue, but, yeah go ahead. But, okay, I, I get that. But I think, like, when we do these reviews, I think we try or at least should try our best to watch watch it as if we're watching it for the first time, you know, like f- with fresh perspective. So that's why I feel like a lot of what you're saying and about why the grade is the way it is is because you've seen it repetitively. Had this been the first, like you already stated the first time you saw it or sec- like a few times you saw it, it was an A minus or whatever. Yeah. But now because it's repetitive to you, that's what it looks like. It, that's what your grade really reflects, not so much as like you just pret- going into this pretending you don't know. What did you What did you grade, Jessica Jones? Uh, a minus. Hmm. <laughs> they these guys I, said B plus. I, I don't. I don't. That's no, I'm weird. looking at you though. I'm looking at you. <laughs> but they said B plus. I know what they said. <laughs> I know what they said. No, but I but I'm I rated this higher. And that's that's my. Point. I have no issue with that. That but yeah, but so that's what I'm saying. I don't like these these <laughs> nitpicks. And again, if you feel well, great, yeah, yeah, yeah. don't change the grade. The first, these nitpicks the compared ten, to compared to Jessica Jones. Let's rewind because oh, the gosh. first ten here we go of Jessica Jones. <laughs> I had it at A plus. Okay. So it dropped all the way to an A minus. The only reason it was at an A minus is because I love Kristen Ritter as Jessica Jones. Like the what she does with this character, all thirteen episodes, I had zero issues with her. And mind you, there were things I disagreed with that she did, okay. such as lying to Luke. I don't. I didn't agree with that, and that okay. we recorded that. Yes, we did. If Fergie's a witness, Elise's a witness. <laughs> I was not cool. I was like, I you should I not be lying to Luke. <laughs> <laughs> about I, such and such. I'm not a but, good witness. But I still all 13 episodes I love but, but that character. Okay, but we're talking about overall show. She is the show. Oh gosh. No, she no, she makes the show without she's because, not actually Kilgrave's show. But what was Kilgrave's mission? No, Jessica Who made the show. Kilgrave. Kilgrave made but the show. Without if Kilgrave was not in season one, you wouldn't grade it so high. But 
his obsession was Jessica. Sure. That's my point. Kilgrave. You're not getting a good so season okay, one. Pitt, this this would be a level oh, show. Oh no no no! Everybody, not everybody. This visit most people. No, that's no, no. a good point, Ronaldo. I think you're right. Whoa, okay. The visit Navio. If he wasn't okay. in this season one, no. If he wasn't in this, you're right. It wouldn't let me, be let me as scratch good. That. But this let me is scratch still that. Let me a scratch high that. rating show. Me and Fergie would not rate this high because Daredevil has a reputation, no, and that I, will I, keep him in what? the A range. You know what? I remember His, because I, there are people living in their mom's basement with Daredevil I, I pajamas. Your dream proposal, Them Fergie. jokers is giving the A pluses for anything. And Kingpin, he could beat up man, homeless people in a, in a one shot hallway scene, and he'd still get an A plus because because of these jokers that that got all their Daredevil comic, comics in their in their. In their closets, and they don't have lies. I just when have, I have one thing. I have one said thing. that he was the ill intent. There's your A right there, bro. Anything else? I'm is extra? Third. Well, the thing is, is that the five thousand years we spent on the whole Ben Yurik thing. That's not even what I wanted to ask you. Your <laughs> very first point was what I had an issue with. Yeah, what's up? The whole, <laughs> the whole, the whole. Oh, you didn't agree with the character. I'm just like you. Just so you said that as your first point. Mm, there it is. And then you turned around and said you didn't agree with what Jessica did, but you're still give, you didn't dock her for that. Nah, because she was consistent. She was an angry and woman, Matt, that was sarcastic the whole okay, time. Well, how was Matt not consistent? When did how was he not consistent? He never he was never trying to tell them about anything from day one. Didn't even want to tell Claire his name. <laughs> Until like I don't even know how many episodes. No, like he's dumb, consistent. He nah, was man. always he was he looked, always he see- <laughs> mopey, sad. When? When? Be- when, when? The last three after yeah. he got beat up by development. Development. Right. Right. Exactly, a character needs a development, and for Matt, for his character, what do you expect to happen to him by keeping all those? Not ke- for those- two whole episodes. <laughs> After he was all cool and charismatic and slick Bro, and he, figuring things out and knowing the right thing to say, the right little quip to say, then all of a sudden he like, hey, Claire, you think me and you can get a drink sometime? I'm like, bro, she broke up with you two episodes ago. What? What is up with you? You mean you mean after that whole argument, the whole argument with Tim and um, Foggy, yeah. Foggy? Yeah. How fast do you think... So it didn't just happen all of a sudden. Yeah. How, how fast do you think it, it takes for like someone's life to crumble? I don't know, it depends. <laughs> Answer the how question. How fast like, can it take? Like how fast? Yeah, that's that's yeah. where I meant to word how it. How fast can it take? I mean, it could be a moment, or it could be multiple episodes, or multiple seasons. Exactly. So why are we ruling out the the possibility that okay, maybe he held it down for nine episodes, but in the tenth, he realized, dang, <laughs> things are not working out like right t- now. Like everything, <laughs> everything that that he did in nine episodes crumbled down on him and all came down on him on the 10th episode right why is that unbelievable it's not that it's unbelievable i think it was just over it just felt over exaggerated because he was so unflappable like it just felt way too over the, like they were arguing like they were married they and were, foggy had only half a season of character development that like, is that is a, he he was goofing around with karen at the bar flirting with her it's like wait like if if that was the whole plan with foggy that should have been a few scenes. That should have been like a 15-minute thing. But we sat through 50 minutes of them arguing like they getting a divorce. And and Matt just looked like he just looked like the with the puppy dog eyes. And I, it's just like, what is this? Listen, I can understand that that was probably extended a little longer than it needed to be. Mm-hmm. But consider this. Okay, Matt's blind. 
How many friends do you think he made? Hmm. Oh, and none. Exactly. So you don't think that that they could ha- actually have a bond, his potential only friend? That no, that wouldn't I, make sense? I get sense? all that. I just felt like the writers could have did it better. That's all. Okay. And I get know, all I'm, that. I'm open to that, except just because the writers didn't do it better and we didn't see a connection with them all season doesn't mean that as the viewer, I'm a... I'm allowed to accept that, okay, we've seen flashbacks. They've talked about their friendships together. Uh, we're allowed to, to, to believe the off-camera friendship. We're allowed to believe well, that. Well, we didn't have to do all that. He was doing all that goofy stuff for the first four episodes. Like It's like that. You could have swapped all that out and actually had showed more of the friendship. Like We didn't really get the friendship until... First four episodes? What are you referring of to? Daredevil. Like what, The what first you... four episodes, Foggy was goofing around being silly. Oh, oh He okay. had no contribution to yep. the... Yeah, like all that stuff we with him and Karen. Can we go. didn't get we didn't get the friendship until he 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 Karen told him the truth and said, "All right, Foggy, I'm gonna level with you. This is what I'm doing." And Foggy was like, "Yo, like let's do this together. Then we can keep each other safe." That was when we got more of the friendship. Before that, we I'm didn't just, get the friendship. We're just saying that that whole dialogue maybe it went. Too long. It was, I, it was a whole episode. Okay, and I'm, and I'm not fighting that. I'm <laughs> not fighting that. Wait till we I, talk about season two. Yeah, wait till we talk about season two. So, but what I am saying though is for for Matt and how he handled that conversation, we've seen that all season. We have. We've seen that, and it made sense for him to react the way he did. It did. It just made total sense for his character. I just think because you mentioned Vincent D'Onofrio, um, if he wasn't in the season. Um, it would dock some points for you. Absolutely. I still think that even without Vincent D'Onofrio, if we had a different story, just the first three episodes, was it the first three or the first two I'm thinking for, about? F- well, first, wait, what? I don't think first they three. showed him until the end of three. Yeah, end the of end three, of three right? is when they showed him. Yeah. Okay, so first two. First yeah, they, two. they were actually yeah. pretty good. They were just really good. The first two episodes but he, alone. He set, the, he set the tone. Uh, no, he did not set the tone. Because the minute Wesley... Showed up with that gambler and said, "Hey, mm-hmm. I have your gambling debts." That set the tone. I that was set like, the tone Whoa. for Kingpin, but not the show. Do you know what set the tone for the show? Tell us the hallway fight. That set the tone for the show, but that was because of Kingpin, though. You're not sure it was because of Kingpin. I mean, but what I'm saying is sequence wise and what actually happened and what was delivered in the show, just that the fact that we got a fight like that, so beautifully done for me, that beats a lot of what happens in Jessica. Jones. Yeah, but we, we want different mm. things. I don't care. Like if, if, if it was a, let's say we had a, a choice, like a, a sadistic choice, mm-hmm. the fight or Kingpin, I'm choosing Kingpin in five seconds. I'll give so, up that so, fight scene. So, okay, I'll follow you on this argument. Because that's what I'm not even. I'm not even arguing. Well, that. it's not an argument. It, I'm just saying this is what I want, and then you want something else. So, okay, because I, I think, want characters, I want tension, I want psychological stuff. I, oh, I want all action, that stuff too. But I want that more than action. I'm willing to sacrifice action sequences. Sure. For that, sure. that's just me. That's why I said I'm not really the typical Daredevil fan because most typical, and none of them are in this room. I'm talking about people outside this room. Yeah. Most of these fans, they'll talk about the hallway fight. They'll talk about the ninja fight. Uh-huh. And then they'll yell at me and say, how could you not like this show as much as, uh, like the show less than, 
lesson Jessica Jones. Da, 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 da. He fought a ninja. I'm not saying you're doing that. I'm just sure. saying that's what I usually so, get, and so, it's very tiring. So to, <laughs> to the point, I want to address this to the point that Kingpin makes the show. No, he doesn't. Or for maybe me. I'm exaggerating. I maybe I'm exaggerating. He's, for me, he's, whoa, 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 whoa. he's a strong Kingpin, part of the show. He's a very with, strong part of the show. Without Kingpin, I would not be enthusiastic about the show. Period. Okay, so so I would watch the show and say, "Hey, this was a cool show. It was it was straight." But I wouldn't be like, oh, man, this was a very, very great show, blah, blah, blah. You kind of, you need Kingpin. If you're going to have a Daredevil TV show, you need Kingpin in it, right? Or, or a villain at that level for me. Who, who else is that at that level? I don't know who, but any but anyone they, they could come up with. Okay, so we're going to say Fergie. I will also, I agree with Rinaldi. I think Kingpin, King, wow. Kingpin is such a great part of this show. And if he weren't in this, it would not be the same Daredevil. Same with thing with Jessica Jones. It wouldn't be the same. But I think since season one, we get a series of hallway fights and shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's almost like it's a major character at a certain point. And so I don't know. After that first hallway fight and you do it a few more times, it kind of lessens its impact. Sure. And it doesn't have the same sticking power for me yeah. as King Pink. King, whatever King he, he does, Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 hallway fight um, was such a staple or something different, especially for the time that it came out. Yeah, that people loved it. So anytime they try that again, it only is like it doesn't even shadow what came before it. Like that the this there's a hallway fight that happens in season two yeah. that is not nowhere near as good. It's like every other episode. It's like well, no, no, it's mm. not. It's not every other. So mm. it happens once a season. Yeah, it's it a happens once a at season. least two or three times in season two. That to that degree where it's deliberately the this is the hallway well, fight. They're Maybe. in a hallway and they're fighting. No, no, no. There's there's a specific. Oh, but you're talking. I think Rob's talking about the the one shot. Like one when, shot one take. There's a one yeah. shot hallway fight in every there's season. There's at least of two in season two. No, the one shot. There no. was yeah 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 yeah. We watched it last night. Yeah, we did. But what, you mean so, in one take? I feel like in the, one take there's only one. Yeah, I feel like those All other right. hallway I'll, fights I'll where there were multiple there were multiple cuts. Yeah, there's a hallway fight with multiple cuts. That's not the same hallway fight that's meant but, to be. But but I get, I kind of get Fergie's overall point is like yeah, I get for some point. people it because there's so many different fight sequences that look similar. Mm-hmm. It could you know lessen the impact. Sure, yeah, and and I see that that like when Vincent D'Onofrio is on the scene you're still getting something new. You're still getting something fresh. You're, you're still drawn in versus like the hallway fight. So what I wasn't, I wasn't saying that the hallway fight overshadows Kingpin. What I'm saying is if this show did not have Kingpin, that fight in the hallway oversells it for me versus Jessica Jones. Yeah. You're, I mean, you're not alone. You're, you're not taking the, the radical position. Oh, you're no, taking I'm, not. The popular, I'm just trying to clarify. You're taking the popular choice. Yeah. I'm taking the radical. Cause I, I don't, I want, I just want to connect with the characters more than the action sequences. Like that's just, I don't know. Like I, I just want to kind of have a different type of story. Because I feel like without Kingpin, it's like, ah, I've already seen this. Like, I've read Batman. I've read Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. I've read Hawkeye. Like, I've read Moon Knight. Like, I've read Punisher, Blade. Like, there's all these lone vigilante types. Like, ah, like, like that's just how I personally feel. Sure. I feel like other people, they love that type of character. They, sure. they eat it up. 
So I feel like it's just it's just different things for different people. I, I'm just I'm just still like hung up on the the you know the last three episodes and the things that you felt in those last three episodes and how those things overshadow it for you when it comes to the things that were wrong in Jessica Jones. Well, because I was connected with her character because she was yeah. different. She wasn't the lone vigilante male, you know, okay. secretive male. She was a completely different character, completely different. And they tackled a subject matter that that isn't really tackled in superhero stories. I only care about my expectations. Yeah, this I don't makes care sense about, to me. I don't, this makes sense to I don't me. care about what other people think, man. What like, I, and I feel heard sorry for people was... who are insecure about what other people think, man. They live a miserable life. Like, like what you like, man. Don't, don't let other people... Like, even the Loki Sylvie fans. If you like Loki Sylvie, go ahead and like Loki Sylvie. Just don't talk to me about it. That's all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> don't, talk to me about it. don't bring that to my this attention. Is, this is your roundabout... Way of saying, I think Kristen Ritter's cute. Thank you. What? No, first of <laughs> all, first of all, that's all it it's about Claire. Get that Rosario Dawson since I was 13. Hey, bro, you didn't rate Since I was age 13. You didn't rate Daredevil so, high. So yeah, I don't know, dog. Plus. But. Because how can you pardon that? I just don't understand. Because, because well, why are we t- we're going all over the place can we wait until we get to uh, this, i'll say this i just her arc is is captivating her character arc okay. and if we're talking about love interests and rosario dawson elise let's get that out hey but you didn't rate but we're talking about for acting quality acting Bro, skill my thing with jessica jones is not like oh man this show's like trash that's just not what i'm getting at the, the 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 issues that that you find in this show in Daredevil, you found to be so bad that it drops a whole letter grade. But, but Jessica Jones dropped a whole letter grade for me, so it's the same but yet consistency. The, but yet the show somehow and Wandavision still, dropped but, a whole letter grade but, because but the show, I had Wandavision. But, on, but the show still is somehow better than this because I like that show better than Daredevil. From the jump, so I—that's what I just said. I said, I just, I, I like know. I like for example, like I like Wandavision better than Hawkeye, right? That's okay. They both had disappointing finales. Were we satisfied with Kingpin? In Hawkeye, no, no. So if Kingpin, for me, if Kingpin was on point, I would have gave Hawkeye a B. Okay, because at least it was building to something, and it wasn't like. There wasn't an episode that was like horrible to me. Sure. So I was like, all right, I'll give it a B. But then Kingpin was whack. So I ended up giving it a C plus. So it dropped. Then WandaVision, we didn't have no Mephisto, no Nightmare, no Doctor Strange, no nothing, just Agatha. So it went from a B plus to a B minus. So I do that consistently with like all kinds of things that we reviewed. I it's not just because I'm not just picking on Daredevil. Like I don't know why you're but characterizing it. I'm, I'm not. See, I said it drops a whole letter grade, and then you're giving examples of how other things dropped a whole letter grade. Where I was trying to go was it drops a whole letter grade, and yet Jessica Jones is still better than this. When oh, the overall show, I don't know. Like I have, I 
But I it's have based. A hard time. But these these reviews are not based on popular consensus. It's as nothing. These do, reviews do, are based on how we feel when we watch the show. Yes. So do you want me to tell the truth or do you want me to fudge do you, do you it? Do you because think, the popular opinion is no, oh I don't like the no, show. We're ask, no, we're asking you about your opinion, Rinaldi. We're not talking about the general but, population. So my and opinion I didn't, is I didn't, I didn't come in here like reading reviews of what other people said about the show so, and said okay I agree. But, but then but but. It's hard to summarize why I like a show because I don't want to talk on and on and on because there's many reasons why I like the show. So I gave like the main reason and then you took it as gospel. Like, oh, that's the only reason you like Jessica Well, that's, Jones. The, that's the only reason you, you said but, it, but, I, but this, it sounds like do you it want is me the to, main. Is it the main reason? I mean, yeah, but it, but, but, so then but, I have but, to take that. But, 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 but again, but that character drive for me drives all the other storylines, all the other characters. As it should. And all the other kind of topics that it touches on that we don't see in superhero stories. Like, we don't see rape. We don't see addiction. We don't see trauma. I mean, WandaVision finally got to it. But Jessica Jones, Ben, did that. Yeah. But it's hard to summarize it in a conversation about... And I guess... I guess That's where I get frustrated because I don't... I feel like we're having too many different conversations. Like Sure. I feel like that should be its own... Because I don't want to... I don't... I'm very insecure about over talking like it's so it's very because I, I don't want to sound like a pretentious like jerk like oh this guy's good that. no First but all, i no feel that, that way no no one is saying that because i listen to other people in these situations and they go on and on and on like like the the sylvie loki defenders if 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 people are saying that about you let them say that about you okay we're not saying that i'm not saying right. That. all right are so should i that? list all the no, we're not, like about, we're, not, we're not talking about. Just, we're not doing that. We're okay, not doing all that. Right, we're, not, we're not. We're not. We're not. Rinaldi. Um, <laughs> but uh, you talked about um, how like Jessica Jones addresses certain things, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess my only thing is, and it goes right back to my Jessica Jones review, where all these are great concepts, but how they're delivered is so poorly. Whereas this show, every concept that is meant to happen is delivered and is written very well. Yeah, I just emphatically disagree. Like I said, because all the characters, like you see how these different things affects them. Like you see how Malcolm struggles. Like it wasn't Kilgrave. He had a drug addiction separate from Kilgrave that affects his relationship with Jessica, that affects his ability to move forward. Like just because Kilgrave is gone doesn't mean it's a magic, you know, pill or magic solution. Like, Mm -hmm. and you see Hogarth struggle with, you know, what she wants to do and what the type of person she wants to be. And the fact that she, you know, is in a position where she can't be this powerful, confident person because she has this illness. Like you see all these different storylines, you see, the the struggle that Jessica has to to move on and move forward like like I said like I I just disagree I I feel like to me and this is just again my viewing this is not a popular opinion but I, I don't care about that I feel like without Kingpin I don't think Daredevil packs the same punch because okay. he challenges Daredevil's morality uh-huh. his views about justice his views right. about the legal system. Because Kingpin skirts around the legal system. Sure. So Daredevil feels like his entire professional career and his entire identity is worthless. Sure. Okay. Yeah, Maybe no, I'm missing that's something. Show. That's the show. It's just, okay, since you mentioned this show doesn't 
you know, it needs Kingpin. Okay, great. We got Kingpin. That's the show. Now, if we look at these two shows side by side, for me, one is stronger than the other. Plot holes and, and weird story arcs or whatever and all, this show for me, like, I don't know. The, the writing is so, it's, it's superior. Yeah, I just feel like Never you're being. I feel like you're stuff. being unfair because you you have a bigger disparity. Like, I like both of these shows. I just like one slightly more than the other. Like, so it's a little bit unfair because you. What's the disparity? Well, I gave Jessica Jones A minus and Daredevil B plus. So that that's close. So I like both shows. Like, I, I don't. Yeah, I just don't. You don't like don't one how... of the shows, so that's that's why it's a bit unfair. Okay, like, fair enough. Yeah, I just don't see how. And and I'm not even telling you that you should rate Jessica Jones lower. No, I get that. I'm not that. even saying that. I'm just I'm just trying to understand why a show like from I don't know if you girls agree like this well, show is so much more well crafted. You're talking about execution, but. Well, execution then what's, the point is of, what's the point of a concept if it's not executed? Because it could be a tired concept. So if the concept is is not interesting to me, I don't me, believe that actually. Well, no. then because I don't but, agree then with I that. would watch every TV show on TV. Obviously, I don't have the time to do that. So I pick a show based on what I think is interesting. I don't like Dexter. People love Dexter. People critics praise it. I don't okay. like Dexter. Okay, it's a well crafted show. It takes a serial killer that tries to be moral. And crafts an interesting story around that, but I don't care because there's a bunch of stories so about you, serial so you killers. Want, you, you you lean more towards the story that's not being told, even if it's an effort. Never mind like a, a perfect ex- execution. If there's an effort in telling the story that's not really told, you lean well, towards that. I mean, I'm gonna pick a show that I find interesting, and then if I if I'm in, if if I'm moved by the characters and how they're being used. Then and what story arcs that they get into? Then yeah. I'm gonna care about the show. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't think you can like. I just feel like like a sh- like you can't. It's always going to be a decision of oh I'm gonna watch this show over that show. Sure. Yeah. I can't watch every because there's there's dozens of well executed shows. Sure. Like people say, loss is well executed. I don't know if I oh, want to watch loss, but okay. <laughs> no, I'm saying there are people. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got you. There's I got different you. I got shows, you. Yep. like or people say Prison Break. They, mm-hmm. you know, so I got to finish watching that. Actually, mm, I don't know. It's like okay, it's executed four. well. Mm-hmm. That's cool, but do I want to watch it? Is so so then let's let's eliminate all the shows you don't want to watch, right? Because I'm with you. It, I've heard so many stories about like people talking about certain shows that are so good, and and I'm just like, I it doesn't sound like a show that I'd care about. Friggy knows this about me. Yeah. Like, I won't watch a show no matter how good it is, unless of course you I get into it. And then there are times where I'm just like, I don't care about the show. Um, if it's not execution, then it's characters. It's like okay, maybe the concepts are being executed, but then the characters I don't care about them. And so with. But then you have, then we're just talking about Daredevil and Jessica Jones. And we're talking about the grading of it. Yeah. And I don't know, to each his own, right? Like, if you feel like for yeah. you, Jessica Jones is the stronger show overall, the more power to you. I just have a hard time seeing the story that, we're, that we have in front of us being the lesser of the two. I have a hard time seeing that. That, that, that Jessica Jones is the stronger story. I have a I have a hard time seeing that. No, I get I get that. I mean, we've had this debate for years. Like, 
So I get that. I just I just find it weird that you like the you like or you're more drawn by less characters than I am, but you praise the show more. I'm drawn to less. What do you mean? Less ca- like who are you drawn to in this show? Uh, well, before it was different, but in this show, I'm drawn to Matt Murdock, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. We're just talking about season one, right? Yeah, Matt Murdock, just season one. Um, Vincent D'Onofrio. Uh, I was drawn to Ben Urich. Um, I was drawn to huh? Wesley. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, I was drawn to Wesley. Uh, Madam Gao. Um, Leland. Le- uh, Leland was... Uh, I don't know if I'm drawn to him, but I'm not. I don't hate the guy. He's like, funny. Yeah, I don't hate the guy. <laughs> he had good one-liners. Um, he had good one-liners. Um, it, it took this watch to respect Foggy and get around to Karen. Okay, so I'll, I'll give it that. Um, so, so what was your what was your thing again? That yeah, like I like more characters in this show than you do, but you rate it higher. How wait, does that so, work? So wait, how, who are the characters that you like that I don't? Everyone you named. I like Karen. I, I may be... I just said I don't mind Karen. I'm coming around to Karen. No, no, but I actually like Karen and like Foggy. I don't respect them. Okay. I actually so like that, them. that's just... Okay. I don't like how the writers use them. Fair enough. Um, okay. But I still like these characters. And then I, I like all the characters that you named. Uh-huh. And I like Claire, who you forgot. Oh, yeah, sure. I like Claire. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a list in front of me. No, of no, I know. I know. I was just, I was just saying it's interesting that, and I've, I've had this comment with a lot of other Daredevil so wait, fans. But no, no, no. Let's talk about who, who, who's a character that I, that I mentioned or didn't mention that you like? Karen and Foggy. Okay, but I didn't say I didn't like them. No, but I like them. Uh, I like them more than you. Okay, but I, didn't, I don't hate these characters. Yeah, but till this watch. Till this watch, sure. So what watch are we talking about here? Well, I'm saying all the way, every okay, watch, sure. so that's, I like so, so down two characters. Who else? We're down two characters. And then the other two characters died. Wesley Yurik. I, st- I was still drawn to those characters. He We're said, not going to count Wait, them? he said that. He said no, that before I, he I just, said Foggy. I just found it interesting. That's all. I just found it interesting. <laughs> but but I so like, what's your argument? Wait, there's what? None. <laughs> there's none. There's no there's, argument. Yeah, I like more characters in the show than you. But but you see. Because Karen but, and Foggy are the main characters of the but show. See, but They're that's, not the main but, characters. But, but you see, ahead. but that is interesting here, right? You Because you're willing to downgrade something if you don't like a character. This Rob, I feel like. <laughs> no, his, that's not what I said. His, no. Well, this is what I'm saying. I said how the writers use the finish, characters. No, 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 because you rated, you did, part of your reasoning for rating this down is because you did not like Matt Murdock and how he handles things. Is that not correct? Partially correct. Partially. Okay. And then, then the All right. other story Whatever, things, right? Point five. Okay. Yeah, so I think that this is, this is what I was trying to get at. Like, you can like a show, but have some characters that you don't like. It made you feel something. You can see, you can, you might be able to understand it. Be like, oh man, I hate that character, but it's good. It's good it writing still. Something. Yeah. So he doesn't have not, to. He doesn't a, have to like as many characters as you like. He may like some and then be like, oh man, that character's iffy. But together, it just makes a great complete story, and it's strong. So that's why I was really having a hard time with your very first point because I was like, how can you? say that you have issue with Matt and you don't agree with him, but then you're willing to pardon whatever sins Jessica Jones does. That didn't really make sense for me. I had a hard time with that point. Your other points, I'm like, okay, I know, I understand it's, there's more than one point that brings the grade 
to the average that you put it at, but that very first point messed me up a lot, especially considering our whole commentary on Trish. I don't even oh, want to yeah. open that door. Yeah, we're not but that's that door. An, we're not. But that's another one, too. I'm just like, we all have issues with what she does, but uh, so that's why and I was nobody having... nobody on this but, show. But, but if we're again, talking about characters but, that we like, there's nobody on the show that we hate as much as Trish. That's true. But, but again, but yeah, my, so point, that was my, my point disconnect. is, I feel like, okay, maybe I'm putting you in a bucket that you shouldn't be in. Maybe I don't. Maybe, because every other Daredevil fan I talk to... They mostly focus on the action. They don't really care about the characters. They focus on the ninja. He fought the ninja. Like that's I don't the... even honestly, I don't care about the ninjas. I know, and maybe I'm being unfair to you by pigeonholing you with these people cuz I've again, this is not the first yeah. argument I've had. Like I've had arguments with other people that don't have a to- a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Um Matt, my issue with Matt isn't that I I get why he's secretive. Mm-hmm. I get that. I just don't like how the writers did it in the last three. Sure, like, I that that it's 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 about how the writers used him. That's my issue, not the character itself. Because I I just I just feel I feel more connected to those characters, those storylines, those subject matters, that tension, that psychological kind of thriller aspect than than Daredevil. Like because you feel like this is. Like adjacent Batman, it kind of you, is. You've, you've seen this before. I got it. Yeah. yeah, and also too, I think I think like for me, it's like I said, like the main thrust of the story is, oh well, is the law? Does the law have a purpose? I mean, that's basically it. I'm and this this is why I hate these kind of arguments because now I sound like I'm dis- disrespecting Daredevil when I really like the show, but. We're here, so to me, it's like <laughs> I mean, we're here. We're we're, we're at this we're here, point. We're here, yeah. Yeah, it, to me, it's just like okay, is the law have a purpose? Okay, but, I mean, they do it well, but that's, well, that's that's it. I think that is the, the like, law have a purpose. Can you imagine CW trying to execute this kind of show with Batman? I, oh, think, no. that, I think that's the difference. You no, know what I mean? No, the execution's top notch. Yeah, for sure. And I think, and I think that is because I'm with you as far as the storytelling and the concept. Like, does the law work? Like, I we've seen that in Arrow. We've seen that in Batman. We've seen that in non superhero shows. Like, yeah. we've seen that everywhere. In 24. Yeah, we've seen that <laughs> in so many places. So yes, the the concept is tired, right? Yeah. It's what makes the show different is the execution of it. Yeah, how they do it. And 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 that's yeah. that's where that's what draws me to this show. So honestly, I can hate all the characters including Matt, but because of the execution of a tired uh concept, I'm bought into this Yeah, this but show. I'm still connected with Daredevil and I think that's why there were some things that kind of frustrated me. Cuz I was looking forward to this conclusion, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I was I love the build up and I think if I was indifferent to the show or the character, then I wouldn't care. I'd be like, eh, whatever. Mm-hmm. But because I was upset, I was. It was because I was, you know, disappointed because I was invested mm-hmm. in the story and where it was going and what it was doing with the characters. And I'm still invested. I'm still invested in season two. I want to see. Maybe maybe this new viewing will make me feel different because Ooh, every that. time I've watched season two, man. Every time I watch season two, I've been disappointed. But yeah. <laughs> so Yep. We will see about that, man. Um you see, we could talk about these things, disagree, and still be friends. Like see how that works? Wait, at least you still my friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she says begrudgingly. 
Well, that's our discussion. Uh, let us know what you think of everything we talked about in this episode. You can write to us by emailing marvelousfriendspod at gmail.com. You can also call and leave us a voicemail. That number is 617-299-6644. Let us know about everything that you've heard in this episode, or if you want to say hi to us, that's fine too. Marvelous Friends is available on Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. To our Apple Podcast listeners, write us a review and let us know your thoughts. For more fun, unexpected, and low-key ratchet Marvel content, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Marvelous underscore pod. You can also like Marvelous Friends Pod on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Don't forget to hit the notification bell so you can get updates on all our latest uploads and behind-the-scene content. Links to all of these platforms and more are in the show notes of this episode below. This is the Marvelous Friends Podcast.